Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. New Hampshire. It's the states always asking Vermont to do something about the weed smell. But today, they were the states holding the second Democratic primary. And because normally the most exciting thing to do in New Hampshire is watch mountains grow, election day gets the people going like nothing else. After months of campaigning and millions of dollars in TV ads, it all comes down to this. Voters here in New Hampshire already heading to the polls. Overnight in New Hampshire, the first votes were cast in the Granite State. As they've done for decades, the tiny town of Dixville Notch went to the polls at midnight. We were in Exeter, New Hampshire, at the town hall there. It was beyond capacity. People have been coming in here all day. They've been lined up since 5 a.m. this morning. They vote for sport here in New Hampshire. I have voted for Warren. Stop. Why? He's cute. No, he seems like he can tackle Trump. I voted for Bernie. Um, I voted for Amy Klobuchar. Tell me why. Uh, I actually went in and eeny, meeny, miny, moed it. You're kidding. No, between two candidates. Literally in the booth. In the booth. Whoa. (laughs) Eeny, meeny, miny, moe? That's not how you should pick your potential future president. Although it is how the president picks his spray tan shade for the day. It's like, itty, meeny, miny, moe. Ooh, creme brulee, sounds fancy. <laughs> so fancy. So New Hampshire voters spent the day carefully deciding who they want to be the Democratic nominee. But of course, none of the votes matter if they aren't counted correctly, <coughs> Iowa. Luckily, <laughs> according to state officials, they've got this thing under control. New Hampshire Secretary of State Bill Gardner, he told us he slept well last night and today's voting will be simple, and secure. Keep it simple. Keep the moving parts the smallest number you can. Could this be hacked in any way? You can't hack a pencil. How many apps do you have involved in this process? We don't have any apps involved in any of the tabulating of the counting. No apps. No apps. It's an app-free election. You can guarantee that. Yes. You know, it's funny how a few years ago, people were like, guys, we need to vote with our phones. It's the future. But now, thanks to the disaster in Iowa, it's like, we're going back to how our forefathers did this, okay? (laughs) Everyone gets one rock and we put it in a jar. (laughs) Yeah! Then our slaves count the rocks. What? Oh, too far back? Too far? Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Too far back. For more on New Hampshire's big day, we go now to our correspondent who is live in the Granite State right now, Michael Costa, everybody! (laughs) 
You're on the ground in New Hampshire. What is the energy like? Hey, Trevor, I am not going to lie. Today's been pretty stressful for the Democratic candidates. In fact, Joe Biden was so tense, he gave himself a surprise massage. (laughs) Well, it makes sense, Costa, because thanks to Iowa, there's so much more riding on this primary. Well, and not only that, but the candidates have had only one week to completely change their cultural messaging. Because Iowa is mostly white people, but New Hampshire is mostly white people. Costa, I don't, I don't get the difference. It sounds like both states are just a bunch of white people. Wow, Trevor, just a bunch of white people? That is so insulting. First off, it's not a bunch. The collective noun for white people is a gluten of white people. And second, white people are not a monolith. We are a rich tapestry of ethnic diversity. Let, let me show you on my Caucasian color wheel, okay? Now, see, the... The New Hampshire white people fall here in the eggshell section, while the Iowa whites are all the way over here in the oatmeal cream section. Uh, Costa, that's just basically a blank circle. White is not blank, Trevor. Zero is not nothing. Free to go is not innocent of all charges, although you do, you do hear that a lot when you're white. I mean... How would you feel if I said there was no difference between black people in South Africa and black people in... uh, What's another country with black people? Well, there's this one. This one? I never heard of it, but I'm sure this one is a beautiful country. Okay, look, Costa, I'm not saying there's no difference. I just don't understand how the candidates campaign differently in New Hampshire versus Iowa. It's a totally different ballgame. For, for example, in Iowa, you can say, it's great to be here in Iowa, but that's not gonna fly in New Hampshire. Yeah, are you right? That does seem like a challenge. And then there's the voters. Remember, you're talking to very different groups of people. Iowans are rural, while New Hampshireites are not urban, okay? Iowans, <laughs> Iowans are blue collar, but New Hampshireans are working class. Plus, Iowans call it pop, and New Hampshireinos call it soda. They're, <laughs> They're basically different planets. I I, I don't know about that, Michael. A lot of people don't agree with your assessment. For instance, how would you respond to the criticism that these predominantly white states aren't the best states to kick off the primaries? Because these candidates could be starting in a more representative state of the country, like like California or or Florida. I, I hear what you're saying, Trevor. And yes, Iowa and New Hampshire are white. But hear me out. They're all so boring as hell, okay? (laughs) And that's what we want. We don't want our candidates going to fun states like Florida or California. If you got to spend a year campaigning in Miami, everyone would be running for president. (laughs) But if you're willing to spend a year eating bland food in sub-zero temperatures, pretending to care about how big a pumpkin is, that's how I know you really want to be president, okay? (laughs) And that's why the road to the White House has to go through here Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, no, Costa, you're in New Hampshire. What? Uh, who cares? These places are all the f-ing same anyway. I'm here in New Hampshire, the live free or die state. And right now, it's so cold, I feel like dying. After the DNC shat the bed in Iowa's caucuses, New Hampshire has a real chance to be the first state in the nation to lead the presidential nomination process. I'm here at the state capitol to find out more. It's so f-ing cold! Ah! The only results out of the Iowa caucuses was just how bad they blew it. This is 
an unmitigated disaster. It could not be more of a disaster. Nightmare disaster. 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 This is the death knell. If it's not the death knell, somebody should get fired. So now the pressure is on New Hampshire to get it right. All eyes now turn to the New Hampshire primary. It's going to be the most important primary in the cycle. I searched the state house to make sure the people in charge were hard at work. Hello? Where the hell is everybody? This place was emptier than the DNC's bowels after they shit all over themselves in Iowa. Turns out the governor was calling a very important last minute press conference to explain how New Hampshire is the best at elections. We hadn't really planned for this, so we crashed the presser TMZ style. Turns out you can get in anywhere with a suit and a camera crew. You could sense that there was more at stake in this primary than usual. Our press corps seems to have grown. <laughs> the governor and what appeared to be all the Democratic candidates came out to deliver their remarks. Warren, Bernie, Yang. This press conference had everything. An old man wandering around clearly confused a PowerPoint presentation with voting clip art, and of course, a guy live streaming this on Facebook for likes. Well, thank you very much. We're gonna open it up for questions, I think. Finally, the governor of New Hampshire took our questions. After a couple of softballs, I found my chance to ask the only question that Americans actually wanted to know. Uh, Mr. Governor, Mr. Governor, uh, after the, thank you, after the disaster in Iowa, are you able to promise the people of New Hampshire and the nation that New Hampshire will not this up. New Hampshire is going to get it right. We've gotten it, gotten it right for a hundred years. We're going to keep getting it right. The governor's non-answer only raised more questions. Mr. Governor, if, you, if this goes off without a hitch, how do you plan on gloating to Iowa? Are you willing to go on the record to say that Iowa sucks and New Hampshire rocks? Can you assure your citizens that your votes will be counted unless they're for Bernie? I guess we'll have to wait to get our questions answered. Mr. Governor, who are you voting for, Mr. Governor? Will New Hampshire be a corn-fed cluster like Iowa. Only time will tell. But am I excited to get out of this freezing political pony show hellhole? I vote yes. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Coming out of the Iowa primary, the big winners were Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, and anyone who didn't build that shitty app. And last night in New Hampshire, those top two kept their momentum going. With a win in New Hampshire, Senator Bernie Sanders taking control as the Democratic frontrunner. But not too far behind him, Pete Buttigieg. Despite winning the popular vote in both Iowa and New Hampshire, Sanders is behind in the overall delegate race by two. One of the night's other big winners, Senator Amy Klobuchar, who took third place. She capitalized on the moment by reintroducing herself to the country. Hello, America. I'm Amy Klobuchar, and I will beat Donald Trump. Yes, last night may have been the best night for Bernie Sanders since he won that free cruise on Noah's Ark, but (laughs) New Hampshire's biggest surprise was Amy Klobuchar, who burst into the national spotlight with a third-place finish. And the timing couldn't be better for Klobuchar. Because in many ways, you see, the presidential campaigns are like getting drunk at a party, right? You want to peak at the right time. See, the other candidates, they had their surge last year, which was too early. It's like getting wasted at 6 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) Because by the time the party's really going, you're puking in the bushes like, I'm so so sorry, I didn't pace myself. (laughs) I promise I'll do better in South Carolina. (laughs) So there's no denying that New Hampshire was great for Amy Klobuchar's campaign. And it was also a great night for news people who love wordplay. Senator Amy Klobuchar rode the clomentum. Are you feeling clomentum? Clomentum is real, and she has it. A cloba surge. Clomentum. 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 Clobu charge. Clobu surge. They call it clo motion. Is there clomentum? Oh, this is fun. I want to try. I want to try. It's clobering time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She gave them the old clopa dope. <laughs> yeah, New Hampshire has an outbreak of clomidia. <laughs> All right, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done. She killed it like Chloe J. Simpson. Okay, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done, I'm done. No more, no more, no more, no more. (laughs) So for Bernie, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar, New Hampshire was a dream. But unfortunately for some other big-name candidates, it turned into a nightmare. Another major New Hampshire headline, the candidates who fell far behind, including longtime national frontrunner Joe Biden and Senator Elizabeth Warren. Both failed to get enough votes to earn any delegates. Before the race was called, Biden, who placed fifth, was on a plane to South Carolina, which will hold the nation's next primary. Biden saw the writing on the wall. He had left even before the polls had closed, live streaming into his campaign's New Hampshire watch party. Oh, Joe Biden left New Hampshire before the polls were even closed? I mean, I've heard of fans leaving the game early, but you know it's bad when the team leaves early (laughs) to beat the traffic. The coach is just like, all right, guys, screw the fourth quarter. Uh, Let's just start the bus. (laughs) I also feel especially bad for Biden's supporters. I'll say that. Think about it. You came all the way out to see your candidate, and then instead, all you get is a video... Imagine you were in, like, the dentist chair and your doctor pops up on the screen like, Aloha from Hawaii. (laughs) Here are three simple steps to perform your own root canal. (laughs) So while Biden supporters wept frozen New Hampshire tears, the man himself was already in South Carolina looking toward the future. 
Joe Biden spent his night in South Carolina. His campaign is staking survival on his strength with black voters. I want you all to think of a number, 99.9%. That's the percentage of African-American voters who have not yet had a chance to vote in America. Up till now, we haven't heard from the most committed constituency of the Democratic Party, the African-American community. That's right, Joe Biden's campaign has basically become a Medea movie. <laughs> if black people don't turn up, it's toast. <laughs> and even though he's desperate, Biden does make a good point. It is a little weird, you have to admit, it is a little weird that the story of the Democratic race has now been written by two states that aren't representative of the Democratic Party. Right? Think about it. Two overwhelmingly white states shape who the Democratic nominee will be. Right? Then that's long before minority voters have had their say. It's almost as if the Democratic Party is having a buffet, but then white people get to pick the menu, you know? And if you're black, that sucks, because you get there and you're just like, man, why the hell is there raisins and everything, man? <laughs> and, and who the f- is Broccoli Rob? <laughs> so that's where the race stands after two primaries. Buttigieg and Bernie are neck and neck, and all the other candidates are hoping for a boost in Nevada and South Carolina. Now, if you'll excuse me, it's time for us to go away for a commercial break. Get it? Get it? All right, we'll be right back. Now that you know who won, we want to give you a flavor of the excitement up in New Hampshire. We're going to go now live to our senior political analyst, Stephen Colbert. Uh, Now, Stephen, thanks for joining us. You're actually in Dixville Notch, New Hampshire, and that's the town that traditionally cast the first votes of the primary at midnight the night before. Yes, John, fascinating story behind that tradition. I can only assume. First of all, Stephen, glad to see you're all bundled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, must, it must be awfully cold up there. Oh, yes, John. Oh, for a witch's tit with which to warm myself on this historic New Hampshire evening. So, so cold you can't even see your breath. It's too cold, John. <laughs> now, Stephen, do you think this clearly very nasty weather will affect the outcome of the primary? Oh, not really, John. Kerry, Dean, Clark, Lieberman, their people have worked far too hard to let a little cold weather keep them from the polling stations. And, and what about Edwards? His people are pussies, John. (laughs) Anything below 40 degrees, they just go back to bed. Oh, Lordy, pull up the duvet. I'm a hothouse flower whose roots are getting frosted. Stephen. In talking with people as they they left the voting booth, uh, what struck you most about the mood of these voters? I would say the anger, John. Democrats here are very angry. At the president? No, at me, John. (laughs) Me and my fellow journalists. You see, locals know that to those of us in the press corps, New Hampshireites are merely the people whom we ambush outside PTA meetings, extracting sound bites from reluctant dairy farmers whose opinions we will discard like yesterday's bum wipe. Man on the streeting them in sub-zero weather on their way to refill their insulin prescriptions and exit polling the elderly for hours. Hours they'll never get back. Hours they could have spent loving their grandchildren. Why, why do they put up with that? Oh, who knows what's going on in their chowdered heads, John. 
All I do know is every four years, these beflanneled granite staters give me the footage I need that I then send to you so that you will send me a check. <laughs> and for that, well, I will never repay them. John. Thank you, Stephen. Stay warm. Stephen Colbert in New Hampshire. Well done. We're now ready to go public with the results of the New Hampshire primary. Can I help it if we're a machine? So let's take a look. On the Republican side, Arizona Senator John McCain was the big winner, earning a stunning 19% upset victory over George W. Bush, thus following in the triumphant footsteps of political dynamos Pat Buchanan and Paul Songus. <laughs> and now, the next president of New Hampshire. A woman stood up and looked me straight in the eye. It's extremely important, she said, that the next president of the United States always tell me the truth. To which McCain replied, okay, A, I was drunk last night, and B, I'm not gonna call you. <laughs> Taking the stage with the victorious McCain was his wife's face, hovering above a sea of radiant blue. For his part, Bush was quick to dismiss the importance of Tuesday's results. The road to the Republican nomination and the White House is a long road. Mine will go through all 50 states, and I intend it to end at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Where it's widely believed he will be locked out by whoever lives there. <laughs> Explore more shows from The Daily Show podcast universe by searching The Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.